Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, and I'm back better than ever, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me, no matter where you are in these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about stop repeating the same mistakes. Yes, stop repeating the same mistakes. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and something to write with in a notepad, I do believe you may want to jot down some of these notes today. Before I start here in my lesson, listen, I really want to connect with those of you that are listening to this podcast and those that have really been blessed. So I'm going to say this at the beginning of the show and the end of the show because I want to make special emphasis to let you know how much I do appreciate you listening to me. But listen, I want you to shoot me an email. If there's something I'm saying on these shows that are blessing you, maybe I'm saying it in a different way that you've never heard before. I want you to reach out to me. I want to make a connection with you. Just tell me what episode blessed you and say, hey, pastor, this was really good. And I wanted to send you this message and encourage you to continue to help you do what you do. We all need some encouragement. We all need some feedback. So listen, I want you to do that today. And you can send that to info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today. Info at thomasadeloach.com. Listen, I want to go to the word of God and say a few things to you today. We're going to look at Psalms 51. We're going to look at verse number two and conclude here at verse number four. Notice what this scripture says. Thoroughly wash me inside and out of all my crooked deeds. Cleanse me from my sins. For I am fully aware of all I have done wrong and my guilt is there staring me in the face. It was against you, only you that I've sinned. For I have done what you said is wrong right before your eyes. So when you speak, you are in the right. When you judge, your judgments are pure and true. These are from the mouths of David. We know who he was. Don't have time to talk about him. But one of the things that I do love about David is that when he was aware of what he did, he confessed. He didn't hide it. He didn't blame, deflect. He took responsibility and onus. And when we get to a place where we're ready to do that, we can stop repeating the same mistakes. Most of our lives are riddled with mistakes. Relive time and time again. And this is incredibly common. So don't feel bad if you made a mistake because we always do. But we have the ability to learn from our past. We can make wiser decisions and behave differently in the future. Those that can do this successfully find life to be far more easier than those that can't. Now, I want you to take a moment. And imagine a life where you only make a particular mistake once. And I know somebody will tell you that's impossible. No, it's not. I want you to imagine this. Imagine your life 
being far more better than it is when you can make a mistake once, own it, and never do it again. How easier and productive your life can be if you have the awareness of what you did wrong and say, hey, man, I'm not going to do that again. The problem is we are not aware of the things that we do. We really are not. So this is why we continue to stay in recycle mode. We just keep recycling the same old stuff, the same old junk the same old negative ways, and our body responds to this. And so we are on repeat, 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 but you can stop the cycle today. So eliminating mistakes can even be more powerful than learning new information or developing new skills. What good is it if we learn something new and we develop a new skill because we live in this age now where we need to be developing new skills and learning something new? But what really good is that if we keep repeating the same old stuff? The new is not going to erase the old if we don't deal with the old. Deal with what you did. Deal with what you said. Don't live in condemnation, but say, you know what? Today marks the end of it. I want to give you and I want you to consider seven ideas to make the most of your mistakes and never, and I said that, never repeat them again. Number one, identify your mistakes. Why? Because you can't avoid what you don't identify. And that's just facts. Look back over the last few days and think about the mistakes you made. See, we don't like to sit with ourselves and think because our minds are racing all the time. Everybody is competing for your attention. But I'm telling you, one of the lost secrets I feel is sitting in the quiet. You'd be surprised, man. People will go insane sitting in the quiet. They don't like sitting with themselves and with their thoughts. But this is the number one way, I believe, to identify your own mess. You got to sit with it. Some of the stuff you're doing, some of the stuff you've done. Many times we won't listen to people around us. I want you to sit in the quiet and think and think about the things over the last few days that you know that you shouldn't have done. Things that you could have done better. And it's these small little things that we think are not big things, but small things become big things when we don't deal with it. So once we do this, we need to write it down. Write these things out. Make it significant, man. What you don't write down, you will not confront. It's like making a covenant with yourself. When you say, you know what? This is what I did. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to think about it. This is one of the ways you can really identify some of the things that you're doing wrong. And you need to repeat this process over and over again. When you come from a home or from an environment that wasn't successful, somebody got to give you some tools to succeed. Because many of us, man, we all come from something dysfunctional, but some more than others. And it's these little small things. You know, I can throw out some little small little nuggets and people just look at me and like, well, what is that? But the problem is we don't understand that what we identify and write down and look at, that's the thing that we make important. 
These little small little things that you don't think is nothing is one of the reasons why people never achieve their goals. They never get to the point where they can rise above and do greater than what they've done. But I want you to do this. I want you to identify it, write it down, look at it. And when you do, you can come squarely in the face with those mistakes and say, you know what? Wow, this is what I did. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to tell myself, you know what? Moving forward, we're going to do something different. We're not going to blame what they did. We're not going to point out what somebody else should have done because the only person you are responsible for is you. I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you got kids. It makes me no difference. The only person, I want you to hear this, the only person you are responsible for is you. Yeah, sure, your children are depending on you. Yeah, sure, your spouse is depending on you. Yeah, sure, family and friends need you in some kind of way. But at the end of the day, you got to be responsible because if people are leaning on you and you got no wisdom, you got no knowledge, you keep making mistakes over and over again. Who going to sit there and listen to you and follow you and do anything that you're recommending when you can't even get over certain things in your life? So you need to study in this season to pay attention to the things that you're doing and identify it. And I promise you, if you do this, you're going to begin to see some changes happening quickly in your life. Point number two. Notice patterns of behavior because it's generally not the mistakes you only make once that disrupt your life. It's the ones that you keep doing over and over and over again, going around the same mountain again and again and again. The children of Israel, that journey was only supposed to take three and a half days. Man, it took 40 years. Think about that. A three and a half day journey took you 40 years. What's up with that? Because they kept making the same mistakes over and over again. It didn't matter how much God used Moses to help them. At the end of the day, when you're dealing with stiff necked people who refuse to see what it is that they're doing, many times these things continue to go on and on and on because these are the mistakes that deserve your focus. This is why I said in point number one, write this stuff down so you can see what deserves your focus. Everything doesn't deserve your focus. Only the things that you are identifying, once it's made known to you, you need to focus on that. In the earlier, let me give you an example of this. In the early 20s of my life, I made a lot of financial bad decisions. I was just bad with money. And, I, and sure, I knew better, but you know, you can know better and continue to make bad decisions and mistakes. And I blame this. I blame that. I'm not making enough money at this job. I need this. I need that. But at the end of the day, I'm the one broke. At the end of the day, I continue to do things financially that don't make any sense. And you know, I said, man, I got to stop this. One of the things I had to stop doing was making excuses outside of me when the real issue was going on with me. And I'm telling you, man, some of us don't like to hold ourselves accountable. But I say, you know what? You can't buy everything you see and stop using this thing. I deserve this. I deserve that. I worked all week. So I deserve something new. I deserve a pair of shoes or a hat or whatever the case may be. Some of this stuff is just flesh. It's just carnality. So the number one thing I told myself is no, you can't have it. 
Once I start telling myself, no, you can't have it, I would take that money and put it in the bank, put it in a savings account, put it under my mat, put it under my pillow. No, you're not spending this because you got to get control of yourself. This is the beginning stages of why things spiral out of control. It's us. It's not other people. So when I began to do this, I had to notice, man, this is a pattern. This is a behavior. And this thing is going on for far too long. So I had to begin to deal with it. And fixing these mistakes will have a great impact on your life. And you'll look at your bank account and you say, hey, man, I got a little bit more money. So if we just make some little small things, but again, it begins with you. You can't stop bad behavior and stop bad things that are going on in your life just because you identify it. That's that's part of it. But you got to do something about it. You got to tell yourself no. And man, I'm telling you, man, there were some days I was like, man, this is difficult. This is hard. And I had to recognize, man, you are out of control. Now, I wasn't a shopaholic. I just was making bad decisions when I didn't need to do certain things financially. And so these are the things that, again, we have to really be honest with ourselves, say, hey, man, I've got to notice these patterns, these behaviors, because many people, they do things out of emotion. So if you're one of those people, you feel bad, you want to go out to eat, and you don't have any money, you better identify that. Or you need to go shop or do some online this or online that to make you feel better to buy a hat, some gloves or whatever the case may be. You got to identify that. Because your emotions will land you in the poorhouse. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Your emotions, if you don't get a hold of them, they're going to land you in the poorhouse. Point number three, have a plan. This is key. It's not enough to identify mistakes. I said that a moment ago, but it's important to have a plan going forward in the future. Here's my question to you. Do you have a plan? Hope is not a plan. Joy is not a plan. Prayer is not a plan. Going to church is not a plan. These are not plans. When we talk about a plan, we're talking about a strategy, something you writing down on paper that you can hold yourself accountable to. What will you do when the same situation arises again? What you going to do? What you going to do when the same person comes into your life who said, I'm sorry, and you let them back in and then they make a mess over your life and then you put them back out and then six months later, you put them back in. You better write some things down on paper to hold yourself accountable about this stuff. You know what? He show up, she show up. They not getting back in again because I'm far more valuable than to continue to let people come in and out of my life who don't value what I bring to the table, who don't value who I am. You better have a plan because if you don't, trust me, hear me, you're going to make the same mistake again. And we're not planners. We just hope things going to get better. Things are not going to get better because you hope. You got to confront it. You got to look at it. You got to write it down. And then you got to have a plan. Listen, I would rather have a plan that God can tear up than not have a plan at all. I'm going to say that again. I would rather have a plan that God look up and he tear up than not to have one at all. At least I got a plan on paper. Now, God may look at that plan and tear it up and throw it in the garbage, but at least I took the time to sit down and write out a plan. Write the vision, the scripture says. Make it plain. This is what we got to do. Our lives are too difficult because we don't understand 
the strategy of making plans, of writing resolutions, certain things that we can identify with at a deeper level of consciousness and say, you know what? I've got to stick to this. What you stick to will happen in your life. That's why I say again, I hate to be redundant, but I'm going to say it again. Write it down. For people who are trying to lose weight, you just can't wake up one day and say, I'm going to lose weight. No, you can't do that. You got to identify the mistakes you're making with eating and and the lack of discipline. And you got to write down a plan. On Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, this is what we're doing. We're not going out to eat with family and friends after work. We're not going to do that. We're not going to go here to the mall and spend money here because watch this. You can go to the mall and man, you start smelling stuff in the food court and it's over. You going that way. You got to start building discipline in your life. And when you do, I'm telling you, the power of no is one of the things that the enemy doesn't like because he knows that we're carnal and fleshy and we give in very quickly. But I want you to know today that you can have a plan, which leads me to number four, harness the power of habits. I've talked to athletes. I was back in the day, long time back in the day, I even look at sports shows and different things about athletics and basketball and football. And one of the things that is a common thread among the greats is that they have a habit. This is something that they're going to do. They get up, they do this at eight o'clock, they do that at 11 o'clock, they do that at two o'clock, they take a nap. At four o'clock, they get up and eat this. They go do this, that, and the third or spend time with the family if they have wives or kids, but they have habits. They just don't get up and not have a plan for the day. You need some habits. If you're regularly making the same mistakes, this is the perfect circumstance for developing a new habit. You've got to develop something new. The best way to replace a negative habit is to create, obviously, a new one and a positive one. You've got to look at the things that you're doing and say, you know what? I got some bad habits here, man. I got some things about me that's not good. I was talking to my wife the other day. Here's an example of this. Generally, when she is off, we go do some things together or do some things that we couldn't do last week. We do this week. But I am noticing I am such a creature of habit that many times I don't feel right if I haven't done certain things. My day is just messed up because I'm such a creature of habit. There are certain things that I'm doing every day. And so even when we are spending time together and that is necessary, I may have to get up a couple of hours early to make sure I'm doing the things that is going to make my life productive. And this is the thing about sacrifice, man, that we don't like. When you're talking about building new habits, you're going to have to sacrifice. So if you know tomorrow is coming and you know the kids are off from school and you're like, man, I got to do this with them and, and, you know, this, that and whatever the situation may be. Maybe you got to get up early. Maybe you got to stay up late to make sure that there are certain things that you are doing to create a situation so that you're not a repeat offender. Some of us, we keep going in and out, in and out. But tell me, how are you going to come out of something if you don't build a new habit? Watch this. If you think that things are just going to flow for you, 
Because I, I know people that do this, man. They think if they can just keep telling themselves, this is one of the things about this power of positivity. And I am all for it. Trust me. But it's not just in the confessing. Some of us have confessed to we blew in the face. We keep confessing. I'm coming out. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I mean, we got these mantras, these sayings, and hear me clearly, I am all for it. That's just part of it. But whatever happened to you doing, you can't just say something and not do it. You got to follow through with a new habit. You just can't say that wealth and riches are going to be in my house. There's a part of that that you say, and then there's a part of that that you demonstrate. So I got to start saving some money. I got to start going through my checkbook. I've been to Starbucks every day this week. Man, that can be $30 and $40. And you look up and say, I don't have no money. You're right. Starbucks got your money. So we got to identify that. I don't have you know, money to go here or there. Look through your checkbook, look through your bank account, and it will tell you where your money is going. It will tell you where your habits are. This is very easy, man. But sometimes we're just too lazy to do the work. And so we've got to do the work. But I'm telling you, harnessing the power of habits is so very key. Point number five, understand the negative impact of a mistake. This is key. Have you ever thought about the negative impact of a mistake? Have you done that? Well, ensure that you do that today. The impact of what you about to do. Think about it. It'll stop you from doing it. It will stop you from going with certain people. It will stop you from getting into a relationship. We are so emotional in certain things that we're doing that we don't take a moment. I've even interviewed people. They were so excited about the job post and they reach out to me and say, man, I'm so excited. I really want to do this, blah, 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 blah. And I start asking them questions. What time can you commit to? This is what we need you to do. Have you do this or have you do that? And then they say, man, I haven't thought about that. And the excitement that they had when we first start talking on the phone, I can see those levels go down and down and down because they haven't identified what it is or what it's going to cost to do a certain thing. But we have to do that. If we would really take the time before you take a new job, you got to look at it and say, you know what? I've gotten in this situation before. I accepted the job. I made a mistake and I didn't realize the hours of the job. I didn't realize that there was no vacation time. All we look at is the money. That's just part of it. But you do know you have to fulfill part of this or all of this or you don't get any vacation time. <laughs> You don't get the bonus or the raise or the promotion. And some of us, we continue to fly by the seat of our pants because we are too emotional. So we need to think about it. People have had 30 and 40 jobs and you only been on the planet for 10 years. How you got all these jobs, man? You keep making emotional mistakes and these are impactful because when you get ready to create a resume, you don't even remember five of the jobs, 10 of the jobs you take it. But you really took about 40. You got to make sure that you sit with some things and think about what is being asked of you to do. Do this in every area of your life. Stop saying yes to everything. You're not anointed to do everything. You're not graced to do everything. God don't want you to do everything. So we got to be far more intelligent and far more into what we need to do 
We need to know what God has gifted us with. We need to know our abilities. We need to know our tapping out point. And then we can sit down and we can make a plan and say, hey, you know what? This is what I can do. This is all I can do. I can't do this, but I can do that. And this is one of the things about it. When you begin to do that, I do believe that God begins to give you the grace for other things. I really believe that. I really believe that God begins to open up more of your capacity to do some things at a greater level when you stay focused right where you are. So stop trying to get to the promised land too fast. The process is what we really need to love because the promised land not going nowhere. But if you don't process what you're going through right now, you will never get to the promised land for which God has declared over your life. And one of the things about it is, is that pain is a significant motivation for humans. What, uh, pain in our lives and mistakes that we make, things that happen around us and in us and through us, it causes us to help us to understand what we need to be doing. For example, earlier in my life, if things didn't work out really fast for me, I would just make something happen, man. I wouldn't wait. Because I was like, I got to get this done today. I got to get this car today. I got, I mean, everything for me is something I had to do today. I never understood the power of waiting. And this was early in my life. But I had to realize these are mistakes, man. You can't keep doing this. You got to slow this down. If it doesn't happen today, if it doesn't happen by the end of the week, if it doesn't happen next week, next month, next year, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Again, this is all emotional driven. I'm going to say that again. It's all emotional driven because pressure is real. But the pressure that we feel is not really what it is. It's just how I'm perceiving it. And that's one of the things that I didn't know. So when I really slowed down, got my emotions together, I said, you know what? I'm not about to fix this right now. Okay. This, especially when it's something that is not of your making or something that someone did to you. I'm not going to deal with this right now. I'm going to leave it in the hands of God. Yes, I'm going to pray. I'm going to thank him for what I have. And then I'm going to wait for God to speak to me and tell me what I need to do. Because if we don't wait on the Lord and listen to him, that's where a lot of our mistakes come from. That's where a lot of my mistakes came from. I didn't wait. If it didn't happen in the time that I thought it should happen, hey, man, I got another plan. And this is why, again, we keep making the same mistakes over and over again. It's so imperative to visualize the benefits and create an emotional charge that's positive over the negative thing that we're looking at. So we got to begin to do this because if we don't, I'm telling you, man, things will spiral out of control very quickly. Point number six, understand the benefit of the new. There's a positive behavior there. And fortunately, again, humans are motivated by things that are pleasurable. So identify the benefits you'll receive by changing your behavior. It's not enough to casually recognize the benefits alone. That's good. But you do need to feel something and see something and experience something. What would happen, man, if you made it to two weeks or to three weeks or just two days on a diet and say, you know what? I changed my behavior and this would happen. Can you take a moment and feel that? Can you experience that? Can you just go into your imagination and say, man, this is how it really feels to be in charge of my life. My no actually means no. And my yes actually means yes. 
there is a positive benefit. There is yet a positive charge over something negative, even like something negative over something positive. But it's all about what you can visualize. The me I will be is what I see, not what everybody else is seeing. So get everybody else out of your thoughts, your mind, get everybody else out of your business and say, you know what? I'm understanding the benefit of this new positive behavior and I'm going to keep it going and surround yourself with people that will hold you accountable for the things that you do. That's another thing, another reason within this point number six that I do believe people just don't want. They say they want it, but they don't make no steps to do it. You got to have people in your life that will tell you what you need to hear, not the stuff that you already know about you. This is stuff you need to hear about you. So that they can hold you accountable to what they're, you ought to have friends in your life who will say to you, this is not good. This is not right. And stop throwing them away. Stop locking the door and kicking them out after you. You know, they didn't say something you wanted to hear or you was mad or you was upset. I thought you wanted to get to the finish line. The Bible says in a multitude of counselors, there's much safety. We are safe when we have people that are in our tribe that will hold us accountable and rebuke us if necessary and say, man, listen, you said that to me last month. You said that to me two days ago. You said that to me three weeks ago. What's up? How come you can't follow through? How come you can't do what you said? Come on now. This is what we got to do to start repeating the same mistakes. So don't just pray. You got to then, hey, ask God to lead you. And as God is leading you, maybe he'll ask you to join a group. Maybe he'll ask you to be a part of this ministry or some other church or whatever the case may be, so that you can have some people who can hold you accountable and you can be responsible for the things you said you were going to do. Because the reality is this, we're not accountable to ourselves because sometimes we're just too weak to do it. If the only person in your group is you, you're going to fail. If the only smartest person in your group is you, you're not going very far, but you need to be with people that are smarter than you, that know more than you, that have been through the ebbs and flows of life, that have been through the valley, man, but they rose and they got to the top of the mountain and they know how to stay there. Those are the people that you need to have connected to you. And finally, point number seven, monitor, 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 monitor. Notice when you've made a new mistake, and you keep repeating an old mistake or an avoidable old mistake, check in with yourself so that you can monitor it. Don't just say, well, I'll do better next time. No, you need to take a moment and monitor because many times we keep repeating an old mistake or even something that could have been avoidable, but we didn't monitor. We didn't monitor certain things. We didn't look at it. And so we say, well, it's not so bad, but this is something you said you wouldn't do again. So you got to check in with you. This is one of the things that we don't teach people to. We don't teach people how to monitor things. Like you didn't see this. You didn't check in with this. You didn't know this was going on. It's because they're not looking. They're not monitoring. They are not aware. No one likes to make mistakes. I get it. And mistakes we know will happen. So like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm saying now at the end, I realize that. I have made mistakes. Watch this. I, I may make one today, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look at it. I'm going to monitor it. I'm going to check in with myself. I'm going to look at the things that I've been writing down on paper. Things that, hey, man, I got to be accountable to a friend or, or to somebody who I said I would be accountable to. 
And I got to monitor this and look at this because ensuring that you do this, you will find your place in a greater level of joy and contentment and your experiences will be far better. I've talked to people. They say, I just want my life to get better. Okay, let's talk about the mistakes you're making. Do you know? And they don't even know. That says they are totally out of touch with their own lives. I don't know how many people it is on the planet. It might be five, six billion people. But I would dare to say that you got a large percent out of that number who don't monitor nothing about their life. They, again, they're not aware of anything. They don't see when they keep making this. It's obvious to the people that's around them, but it's not obvious to them. And we are not ready many times in our life to receive criticism because people say constructive criticism. I don't believe that because the people you're trying to give constructive criticism to, they don't receive it that way. They think you're beating up on them. I, I mean, it just it, it can just spiral out of control quickly. I've been in no situation. But this is what I'm trying to help you to understand, that until you monitor these things, they are bound to happen again. Why do people keep going in and out of jail? Why is the recidivism rate so high amongst people that have been incarcerated? I'm going to tell you why. They don't monitor. They say all of the right things in jail. Sure, you, you can't get out. You can say all of the right things, all you want to. I'm going to do this when I get out. I'm going to do that when I get out. I'm going to make it up to my kids when I get out. And as soon as they get out of jail, they get back into a comfortable situation. All of the stuff they said that they would never do, they start repeating it again and again and again. They had all of those positive things happening um, that they said that they were not going to do when they get out. But when they do, they don't monitor they don't check in. You got to monitor every day and check in. At the end of the day, maybe at the, at the middle of the day, you got to check in with you and say, you know what? Let me look at myself. Not with a critiquing eye. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying be tough and hard on yourself. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. Give yourself grace and mercy. God is giving you grace and mercy. But what I'm saying is when you start seeing some things that you're repeating, you're like, okay, I monitored that. I see it. Okay, no problem. I'm going to do this. I'm going to put this in place. And this cannot happen ever again. I'm telling you, when we get to the place where we can say enough is enough is enough because time is ticking. None of us know how long we got on the planet. But what we got to do while we are here, when we make a mess, take a moment and clean it up. Put some provisions there, put some harnesses there, put some whatever you got to put there so you don't make that mistake again and again and again. All right. But that's all that I had to share with you today. Listen, like I said at the beginning of the show, I say again, if this show blessed you, send your boy an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it now. Do it today. Let me know how this show has blessed you. Hey, I got a website and we are looking to make some real big changes with the website so that I can connect with you. You can go there though now at thomasadeloach.com. Go there on the homepage. I do have a subscriber box there where you can put your first and last name and your email. And then I will send you a free PDF. 
that will help you in your walk with the Lord. Do that today. And I also send out a newsletter once a month to empower you so that we can stay connected. And finally, if these shows are blessing you and you want to be a financial partner with me and sow and invest in this ministry that is blessing you, do that today. Go back to that website at thomasadeloach.com and scroll almost down to the bottom of the screen. You'll see a donation button there. Click that button there. A page will open up and no dollar amount is too big or too small. What you give helps me to get better equipment, helps me to defray the cost of what it is to produce these podcasts. Please understand a podcast is not free. Even creators and different ones and shows that you're listening to, it does take time on the back end with producing it and audio and making sure things are right so you can have an enjoyable listening opportunity as we share certain things with you that can impact your life and build you up. So I want you to begin to give. Again, no dollar amount is too big and no dollar amount is too small. And everything that you give helps me to continue to produce a quality show. Do it today. Listen, I'm praying for you, believing God's best for you. Go out there and make some things happen today because if you don't, who else is going to do it but you? God's got you. Until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.